0: <laughs> we'll to Tosche Station to pick up some power converters. That's no We're all fine here. No, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dad Vatabonker, and I'm Kenton Larson. Oh and we have yet another episode of The Mandalorian to break down, Kenton, and it was a good one. Oh, solid, solid, and exciting. Uh, I would—I'll s- s- go out on a limb and say maybe one of the best episodes ever. Yeah, I was thinking that, too, after I watched it the second time, and I thought, yeah, it's it really is. Like, I don't want to start. We're only two episodes into the new season. I don't want to, you know, blow my load too early here. But uh, but I thought maybe they were, because I thought it moved us along way faster than I was was expecting. I was surprised at a lot of what happens in this episode, because I didn't expect to be here yet. I thought we would be in the Nance of Mandalore, like, episode four or five, a couple episodes yeah. to get there kind of thing. So it, was, it did uh, move a bit quickly for me, I thought
1: uh i was surprised that we got there so fast there's also something in the episode that shouldn't work but that i enjoyed very much uh that in the end it's a good example of something that in a script might look one way but in the execution it looked another and that there was a lot of trips back and forth places yeah you know what i mean and, yeah, and yeah. at first i was like what what we're going there and we're coming back and we're going there and we're coming back but in the end, I didn't, I didn't care because it was all, it was for compelling reasons.
0: It was all very cute. It was the, the reason yes.
1: why. Right. There was some, <laughs> there was something going on that made that <laughs> less tedious than it would have been if it was, uh, you know, something like uh, me going to school and forgetting my gloves on the bus. You know what I mean? Going back. Yes. Right. Right. That's right. That would be far less compelling.
0: Right. Uh, have you uh, got my gloves? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get right into it. Uh, let's, yeah. let's so we start the episode on Tatooine and our our friend uh, Amy Sedaris. Uh, I mm-hmm. love that we jump right in. She's uh, one of my favorite characters from this series and she's uh, having this argument with a uh, Rodian about uh, his speeder. She's like arguing over parts and stuff like that. Uh, how long it's gonna take? It's gonna take two months. He doesn't want it to take that long. Mm-hmm. She's gonna put a rush on it. Uh, but again, great to to visit this character again. But I thought it was weird that. Considering where they ended the last episode, I thought it was weird that they came to this. Uh, I, I felt like they could have swapped those two things out. And that the last episode would have ended a lot better. Do you know what I mean? Swap. Sorry.
1: So, I think... Well, um... I
0: now that I think about it, I think you're, the reason why they didn't is because of all the back and forth that they would it would have been another back and forth in this back and forth episode. Because last we ended the last episode mm-hmm. where he visits Bo-Katan on the, in her castle. She's alone yeah. on the throne. She's she's sulking. And then he takes off and leaves. And I guess the next place he goes to is Tatooine because we, uh, what's her right. name? In, what's her real name? I can't keep calling her Amy Sedaris. I have to start uh, learning her name at some point. It's so funny because I was
1: listening to she a says, podcast. Did he, did he say it? Go ahead. I was listening to a podcast today where they named her character and I was kept thinking, who's that? Cause I just will call her Amy Sedaris forever. You know, Um Bunta Eve. <laughs> yeah. It's Bunta Eve, by the way, which turns out I'm, I'm still confused. Is it a holiday? Is it a, is it new year's? Is it, is it just a uh, formula one?
0: <laughs> it's, it's all, all in one, all of the above Kenton. It's all those things. Cause there's racing going on. We see racing. We see yep. racing.
1: Yep. Not and even we pod see... racing. Yeah
0: we see that she's pulling a scam on this guy, the, the Jawas, a little kind of a ring going on, theft ring going on with the Jawas. They're gonna charge him for his own parts to put back on. And then Mando stops by with uh Grogu. And I believe that he says, she thinks that he says Pally, Peli? Pelly P-E-L-I
1: Peli. Pally Meadow or something. Pally. So I'm just gonna call her Pelly.
0: Um and they drop him. Amy? Amy. Okay, fine.
1: Anyway, Pelly Sedaris.
0: So, yeah. Din, I'm going to get his name right now. I'm going to try to get all the names right. Din and Grogu stopped by to visit Pelly and he is looking for the IG-11 chip or whatever, the uh, the the personality chip or the, what does he call it? The memory chip memory uh thing and uh it's honestly i felt like they gave up on this way too easily it's like oh okay do we have the chip she asked the jawas do we have the can you guys find one of these nope can't get it all right can't get it by the way take this crappy astromech droid i've got lying around instead
1: it was a money-making scheme just like the guy we saw before him that's what i thought (laughs) i thought like i you might be my friend but you're still subject to the same bs that i pull on everybody and in the end in the end, you're taking some of my junk from me, and when I get you the piece you need, I'm gonna. I've lied about how rare it is. And that oh, was is that right? Kind of, I, that's what I. I thought I take it to be like she's got a heart of gold. She she truly loves Grogu and likes to see Mando. But it's all's fair in business, I think, with her. And I think that's why they showed us the Greedo, the Rodian getting ripped off, was because it's like this is how we do business around here. And then, by the way, the Jawas had little Mardi Gras
0: beads on or oh, something. Yeah. There so I'm go. not
1: sure for Boon to eat. They probably so, just
0: wanted to go out and party. That's right. They wanted to ask people to show them the breasts. That's how you get the beads, right? And well, like that. in New well, Orleans, they were, showing, they were showing people their breasts. The Jawas were to get the beads.
1: Okay. Well, make, so quite possibly, though, we did that was not part of the show.
0: No. Just, just imagining what's going on in the background. So you think that she is going to get the 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 part? Then she actually is going to find it for. Yeah, her? We are going to see IG11 at some point.
1: I think. I think we've established that um that she can get stuff that other people can't get that her jawa connections can do the same thing um i think she offered uh, mando a droid like r5d4 is a defective droid we know from star wars and uh i think she you know she, she sort of thought well it doesn't really matter if something happens to this one because it probably doesn't work so well anyway and uh it's true though that mando did accept it pretty quickly He could have said, come on now, or he could have uh, he could have bargained maybe a little more than what he did. But in the end, we just want to see him fly out of there with the droid that uh, Owen Lars turned down. And that's kind of fun. You know, I think we're building a team. And then I think, uh, you know, I think it'll be a funny looking team when it all comes together. It's going yeah, to be true. fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I thought and she says, "Oh, come on now. Don't be a coward. He's clearly scared. R5 is clearly terrified mm. to go on this mission." And when they say I just thought of the line oh, Uncle Owen, he's got a bad motivator look. I'm like, he's mm. clearly still got a bad motivator cuz he cannot get motivated <laughs> to go on this right. mission. Uh and so and then uh, Amanda's like, uh what I thought you said he was like <laughs> very experienced or whatever he whatever he is. Oh, he says, "Yeah, I wouldn't rely too much on this one. His circus tree is a little fragile." And yeah. then he says, uh, "I thought uh, you said it was built for adventure." <laughs> so, yeah. Oh man. And then oh, and then uh, uh, Grogu's expression is like, "Oh, what? What are you talking about?" He was he was also very expressive in this episode, much more than in past. I thought we, of course, we got much more Grogu time. Uh, in oh, this episode, yeah. As far as and he's him, babbling. Just him on his own and is babbling he, more language. babbling.
1: He were there. We're getting close to hearing him speak. There's no doubt about it there. They're, and he's we can almost tell how he'd speak because he's a baby. He sounds like a baby when he's babbling. But you're right. He's far more expressive. We see far more about what he can do in this episode. He's jumping around like a pinball, like uh, Yoda flip did. around. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's there's. There's more, I think Luke's training it has uh, had
0: an impact on him. And we're just starting to see the results. And also Din's training, because he's, yeah. we, we see him at, every time yeah. they're out flying around, he's like giving them instruction. Here's where this planet is. And he shows them all ahead of time where to go so that he knows when he has to yeah. uh, go back, he does. And he knows how to navigate it properly. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, uh, how they came back to that, and then yeah, so they go, I'd they see. go to Mandalore and they break through the. I guess all they have to do is break through the atmosphere through some mm-hmm. rough uh, clouds, some rough storm uh, clouds, and then they get through to um, what appears to be a okay planet, although it's crystallized, I guess, on the surface. Mm-hmm. They made a point of showing that, and then, uh, but then he's got to send R five out for a atmosphere test. I wasn't sure about all this. Well,
1: I mean, it looks like he probably could have done it himself by sealing his helmet. Because he can
0: do that, but it's droid um, work, Kenton. It's droid work. That's not. It's beneath him, I guess.
1: Right. I think that's true. I, th- I guess that's I, th- that seems to be where we're going with it. But also, I you know, I guess if you don't have to go out in it and it's toxic, then you don't. Then that then you send a droid out. Why would you even take the chance? I
0: think that's what what it had more to do with. I think we're already seeing the consequences of his decision to not wait for IG 11 <laughs> Yeah, right. Immediately, immediately after, of course, uh, uh, R5 goes off and we see the little he's like, oh, let's watch him on the scope. So he goes and watch him and he see the little dot. Uh, you know, the dot's going to disappear as soon as you see that. setup oh, yeah. like, oh that dot's going to like, oh, go off the scope. He's gone. All right. Now I got to go out and look for him. And so uh, he has to go rescue him from these creatures that attack uh, whatever they're called. And we find out later what they're called. But they're basically like trolls, like any kind of generic troll that you would see in a cave kind of situation. So it's somewhat familiar. Um and then as soon as that was over I'm like IG11 could have taken those guys no problem. <laughs> you know like yeah, that's what yeah, I yeah. thought. You should have waited man. That would have been like not no problem at all.
1: They're just they they can't give us too much at once. That's for sure and and uh that'll be a plot point later I think in the season. Um I you know they they've set it all up and we'll we'll see something like you I guess you can't have them in episode 1 being sort of wanting to attack Grogu. And then in episode two, suddenly, oh, we fixed the problem. Like, I, you know, they, they've set it up and we'll come back to it. And w- in one way or another, we'll come back to it. Um, so I, di- I didn't mind. I thought that that, you know, the episode already has so much in it. That uh, I didn't think, I thought, yeah, we could put that on the back burner for now. That's fine, I guess, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I guess if they're going to, I mean, they must have more plan. Like, again, I wasn't expecting us to be here this soon. I thought they'd take a couple of days, or a couple episodes, rather, two uh, days in their time to uh, find IG-11 and to, like, I don't know what his rush is here, you know? He seems to be in a hurry uh, to get this done. I guess he really wants to be back in the fold of the of the Mandalore. Um, so it just seems like he's just trying to get, get through this quickly. Redemption. But I guess he, want, yeah. he wants his he wants, redemption, yeah. Yeah. So they have more planned for after this. So we we're here. He's in the mines of Mandalore. They're they're going down. Uh, we see again. We see Grogu. He's very mobile with his little pod. Like it's his little way, and he controls it. We see him has actually mm-hmm. controlling it himself. Um, but it it seems like um, well, I guess it is pretty dangerous. I was gonna say it seems like it's not as dangerous as they thought it was going to be. But in the end, I guess he does get captured, right? Well, no. Every turn at every turn, there's like things
1: attacking you, and True. there's a. A thing with wings and then there's the these these guys, these gross um cavemen or whatever they are hang out in pods and little nests which is gross and then the thing that catches him is definitely gross and and up to something that we can't understand but is actually made to catch Mandalorians like he's like it looks like the the thing whatever the thing is it's been built so um to have maximum ability to to trap Mandalorians so that they are to render whatever they might have useless.
0: Yeah, else, that's or, right. Yeah, yeah, it, and it's very creepy because of the eyeball, yeah. the the front eyeball of this thing. It's like a kind of a spider creature at first, and then it changes into something else. It's got these different forms. I thought the smaller version of it reminded me of the robot in uh, Lost in Space. Ah, uh, the new huh. the new version of the, the bad robots yeah. and the new version of Lost in Space. Uh, right. But it's 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 a very alien looking kind of concept. But again, that that it was a real looking. It looked like a, A photo of an eyeball, like a real eyeball, and it looked kind of like that weird hologram technology. Remember from the 80s, like those visionaries toys that had like kind of like a shiny hologram thing. That's what it looked like. And again, very creepy. Yeah.
1: Very creepy. And also his head can come, his little head can come off and like a gross cockroach. And he he wants to drain blood from Mando for Is it blood though?
0: What is it? Or whatever. It looks like
1: some fluids. Some kind of thing. I don't know. It's so gross. Well, Could or I shot. thought, or he was kind of cooking him. it looked like, and then draining him. I, yeah. I'm not, Like, whatever it was, was disgusting. And one of the grossest shots in Mandalorian, I'd say, is those tubes with fluid going through them. And um, the guy reminded me, the guy inside reminded me of General Grievous almost. Yep. He was yeah, like mech. Bit. But maybe there was like an
0: organic element to him. Yeah, you got the feeling there's a brain inside there somewhere, like a real organic brain is part of this. So, yeah, I'm just watching the shot of him coming out now. And he's got kind of like a bunch of tubes all over the place and uh, looks very much. Yeah, he does look like Grievous. He's got like another set of arms like Grievous does. So could be a similar species to that. And yeah, yeah, you're right. He seems to be like his job is to catch Mandalorians. It just sits there, laying and wait until something comes along and he perfectly catches him. Uh, Grogu tries to get him out though. He he like sits there and hides yeah. and follows along and we see him kind of like, going, okay, okay, I'm gonna go. And so he he um, runs over and tries to get him, but then uh, he can't. He's not strong enough to to move it with the force. This cage he's got him in. So Mando's like, go get Bo Katan. And so he goes off to go and we see a great chase and that's when we see him like flip into his pod, and uh, and run off. And there's a little nice little chase here. Yeah, I love that chase. I love it
1: when he jumps in the pod, he flips into the pod, he turns the pod around, and he takes off, he pushes the button, and he goes <laughs> past. <laughs> and there's, there's a little, uh, there's the thing with wings that kind of tr- tries to bite him on, on the way by. So there's, yep. It's not without danger, but we start to see that Grogu's pretty good, like he can handle himself.
0: And the final flip into the cockpit is pretty great. Well, it's pretty great. The first before that, we get the like the, the from the trailer, the shot of him like pushing the the troll yeah. back with his hand. Uh, that was awesome. So he pushes that guy back, and he looks up. And he goes, "Oh, I did it!" And then he's like, yeah. "Okay," and he goes. So then he goes back to the ship and takes off. And this is where we get into the back and forth a bit, where he like flips in there. And but it's so fun to see him doing this stuff. He's like explaining yeah. to R five uh, where to go, and he's like, you he can hear his language and stuff. So it just, I think we're just so delighted to have this much like just Grogu time doing stuff. Yeah. He basically just sit, most of the time he just sits there. Yeah, he he's he takes a, a, an active approach. We we
1: learn a little bit more about what he might have learned or unlocked with Luke Skywalker. We we hear him babbling a little bit more. We see him jumping around. It's it's all great. I love that stuff. I can't get enough of it. And you know, and then when Mando said go see Bo Katan, and uh, and so that's where he's going, that was an interesting choice too. And I thought I thought, what like this is I thought this is gonna be bad. This is gonna be Bo Katan. We they they show the Darksaber on the ground. And I think, and I thought to myself, Bo Katan could just like brainwash, take the opportunity to start brainwashing Grogu. Um, could start to um could could take the Darksaber, not even help Mando. Um, I thought there's many dark places that this show could go, and based on last week's episode. I was worried. I thought Grogu
0: could be in trouble going to visit Bo-Katan
1: until he oh. arrives
0: there. And then she's like, where is he? And he's like, uh, he doesn't have to say anything. They're like, just download the astromech, find out where right. they were. And, uh, but yeah, as soon as he sees his cute little face, she can't stay mad. I have to say though, I'm very happy to see Katie Sackhoff get this much screen time. I was oh, not yeah. expecting this to be a main character like this. And that for her to be along, uh, presumably for the next few episodes and anyway, at least the next one, um, is great because she has like after battle started galactica i think she went through a bit of a lull there where she couldn't get a lot of good roles or a lot of stuff she's done a lot of crappy sci-fi movies uh in her time as a as an actress so for her to get like this all that was worth it to get like a premium star wars like this is her um this character come to life uh she's doing a great job of it
1: yeah i think she kicks ass in this episode she's uh she gets her mojo back she has purpose and so she gets her mojo back yeah it's 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 great. I did not see that coming. I really didn't. Cause last week you and I were saying she's all solid. She's, she's depressed. She doesn't want to leave the house. Like she's, she just, she's given up all hope and suddenly she, she has purpose. She does not seem to bear any ill will to Mando once she goes to help Grogu. Like, like at that point she's on board. This is like, this is her mission. Uh, and and once again, I thought she might double cross Mando. I really thought I thought it could happen. I thought she if she she might be the villain
0: of this series. But now I don't think she is. Well, he's proven her right um, because she was always believed that Mandalore was livable. That you know the the atmosphere was breathable. That people could live there, and that turns out to be the case um so i think she just was happy to be proven right uh and and i don't know if she wants to get the dark saber or not she uses it she like is really really good with it clearly way better than way better than he is he still fumbles with it when he's fighting out those guys he's still having a hard time like swinging it and she has no problem at all so she can use it um so i think she does ultimately is going to be the one who gets it but i don't know how like she still has to fight him to get it or somehow she has to has to get it through battle right um, yeah. So that has to be resolved somehow. But yeah, they go down to, uh, they come back, they go down to uh, to get him. And again, we see him, uh, her and Grogu uh, descending into the depths of the mines. And she's talking about how great Mandalore was and how this is like her, she was the royal family. She's talking a lot in these scenes to him, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like, I guess it's exposition, but it's entertaining. It's interesting because it's stuff we haven't learned. Stuff where new stuff about Mandalore that we didn't know before.
1: Yeah, but and I thought in the trailer we had for this season, you hear her say, "Did you think your dad was the only Mandalorian?" And it sounds menacing in the trailer, but when she <laughs> said, and when she says it in the actual show, when she said it in episode two, it came off as a lighthearted, "Hey, look, you just saw me do what you've seen uh, Dinjarin do, and look, we're all we're pretty talented, hey?" Like it was, it was, <laughs> it, was, it, was it was, good. I, and I, I was worried that that voiceover alone made me think that she was going to try to brainwash Grogu. She was going to try to get Grogu on her side um, into thinking that the Mandalorian wasn't... But, but, you know, that would be so painful to watch that I'm glad they're not going down that path.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that... uh, I know, it didn't even occur to me that she would betray him. I just kind of figured that as soon as she was proven right, she was on board. I don't know if she still wants to lead the Mandalorians or not. I think that she wants to see the Mandalorians reunited like he does. They both share that goal. She makes fun. Go ahead. Didn't she? I thought
1: she said that last week it was toxic, something Didn't like she, that. Yeah, yeah. So, she so, did.
0: so wasn't it din who thought that he could go there, but she thought he couldn't. Well, I don't know. She's like, tell her she was right. Like that was like the message. She was right about something else. Uh, I don't remember. No, no, neither do I. Yeah. Okay. He's, so because he does say to her expressly, "You were right about something,"
1: and I can't something remember what it is. Was yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: But uh, anyway, so she's there now, and she's she is on board. Although she is still making fun of like the way he believes and stuff, and and all that, right? Um, she shows up. She fights off the spider creature. It's a great battle because like yeah. we have like she kills him, and then it comes back. You see the little guy's head scurry off to join up with the bigger thing, and then he's like, "What do you what do you what are you trying to say?" He's like, "Behind you!" And then that's a great moment there. So, yeah. uh, you know, she kicks his ass with a dark saber. And then agrees to lead him down into the mines. Like, first of all, she's like, okay, we're going to go back to the ship. And he's like, no, no, we got to keep going. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for a reason. That I need scene, a bath. That, are you watching this, by the way, while we talk? Yeah, I have, okay. it, I have it on there just to so remind me of what to talk
1: about. The, the scene where um, they're sitting there drinking the drinking their hot cocoa, the whatever soup, she calls The soup, kind of soup right? It right. Was, yeah. yeah, lots of soup talk. Um, and uh, that's the scene where he says, you were right.
0: Can you find it there? Yeah, I have it here. You've never eaten pog soup? Yeah. Pog soup. I didn't know there was a thing. Pork soup. Well, the, he, and she's like, can you appreciate the irony? Because this is something we yeah. all grew up. Any Mandalorian with their armor was raised on it since they were his size. And he gives it to Grogu. I love the little details like that. to show yeah. that he cares. He's always thinking about Grogu. So there's always little shots like that to show what Grogu's doing and what he's like. Kind of yeah. looking at and how he reacts to things, and they're just doing such a good job with this. His puppetry work is incredible. I suspect that, well, I guess for a lot of these shots, he's still a puppet. Um, hold on, they're talking about he's like, I have to go. He's getting his, I honestly think it's adorable that <laughs> you believe these children's stories. She's talking about
1: her dad, it's more lighthearted the banter between the two of them than it has been. And I like also how she calls Mandalorian his dad. That's pretty nice too.
0: Yeah, I don't know where where that talk. I thought was. it was
1: there that he said you were right.
0: Oh yeah. Hold on, here it is. Let me just. Uh, what does he say? Says, "How did you find me? Your kid, <laughs> Mandalore is not cursed. Oh, that's, that's what right. she's right about. Was I?" And she's look around. So that's yeah. what she would say. I mean, the, take the curses to meaning like the atmosphere thing. That's what I took it to mean. Right?
1: I think, yeah, she, but that's what he was right about. She was right about uh, about that, and he was right that you could go there. Because mm-hmm. she, she said it's all poisonous anyway. You can't even look around. She said last week, something like right. that. yeah. To that effect. So they were each right about something, which is good.
0: Yeah, but there's a nice moment here, and they do kind of bond, and he yeah. acknowledges her father's, like, when he says, this is the way, because her father gave his life for Mandalore, and she's, like, he's honoring her father, which is great. So they're having a moment here. Um, and she takes him down to the to the, to the the waters. He's going to go uh, take a bath. Um, he's, you know, takes off, well, he doesn't take off his armor, but he, like, you know, makes sure his, his gun doesn't get wet and stuff <laughs> she, like that. I was wondering how much he was going to strip down, actually. I was, I was
1: also... <laughs> Um, when she reads, she reads the plaque to him Yeah, and she reads it sarcastically. She reads it like, uh, this is where he tamed the mythosaur. Like she, like she, she like, okay, I did it even more sarcastically, but she definitely doesn't believe it. And it's funny. She kind of puts on it the air of doing it. And this continues the lighthearted kind of banter. It's almost like they can joke with each other about what each other believes. That they that 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 it's not like a sticking point that they can't come to some kind of uh, they can't oversee, and uh, when she reads it, I that did not even I just think I just thought yep it's one more thing that she doesn't believe. I never thought in a million years where this
0: was actually going. I really did it. <laughs> did you think so? No, I didn't. Um, no. But I mean, that's kind of what what they're doing such a good job of. Um, yeah, you know, telling the story. So he does. Well, I wasn't. I'll tell you this. I wasn't a fan of the the name Mythosaur. <laughs> I think that's a little bit like uh, Slez Bagano. Uh, uh, what's his name, Elon Slez Bagano? Like, no, that's a little, the
1: worst. Come on.
0: Well, Mythosaur, <laughs> like it's a mythical beast. It's yeah. a. It's like a, a, a. You know, this made me think of that kind of stuff. So that wasn't great. But you know, I was surprised when. Now I'm confused about what actually happened here. He goes in to the water. He's saying his creed, and he disappears. Does he fall off a cliff or does he get pulled? I think at first I thought he got pulled, like Luke in the in the
1: uh, trash compactor, but I don't think so. I think his, his he has no jetpack. His armor weighs a ton. The best car weighs a ton. There he did not realize that there's a drop off the step, and probably there was there didn't used to be. There probably was a step there at some point, and he's walking right. down the step. There's a drop off, and down he goes and um she she doesn't even hesitate right in right after him
0: yeah and And, she has a jetpack so she can navigate through the water and she has but she has to turn off her light to find him uh because she can't really see where he is and she finds him there's Um, no
1: indication that there's a beast trying to hurt him down there or we don't see anything like that it's possible that something pulled him down um we just don't see it though there's nothing we
0: don't have any evidence that that's what's happened yeah, I think your explanation makes more sense to me. I just wasn't sure what, because it's just yeah. the way of the way it happened and the fact that he was, like, so far away, it seemed like, like, where is it? Where is he going? And then we see, yeah. of course, that there is a beast down there. The Mythosaur is real. Uh, it's it's the, and I like that. I mean, I like that it's the thing that we see, the crest, the Mandalorian crest. Yeah. This is where it comes from. So this is cool that we get to see that. And we just see it kind of open its eyes as she goes up and doesn't attack them or anything like no. that. But it's just like, hey, I'm here.
1: And and they get up to the surface, and I love that Bo-Katan. She's got her mask on, and she's huffing and puffing, and there's water going everywhere. And but you still know she's she's knocked on her ass. Basically, she's amazed by what she's just seen. And now it's like, okay, is she gonna ride the Mythosaur? Is Mandalorian gonna ride the Mythosaur? Are we gonna see Mandalorian on a Mythosaur and Boba Fett on a Rancor running to, running around town? <laughs>
0: Well, we have a reference, some... like she didn't, uh, what's her name, did, uh, Peli did reference Boba Fett yeah. earlier, she's like, are you going to take him on? And uh, he didn't answer, <laughs> he didn't answer the question, so maybe we'll, we will see Boba Fett uh, in a future episode. I'd like to check in and see how he's doing, right? Oh, I, just think down the I think we will. I think he will show up to assist
1: in some mission of some kind, or, I do. or as I said, I do think the Mandalorian is forming a team. It's quite a team, it's an interesting, it'll be an interesting looking gang. Like him and Bo-Katan <laughs> and Grogu and Cobb Van. And Pelly. And yes. And, and uh, R5-D4. And uh, who uh, oh, there's a bunch. Oh, and uh, um, uh, Carl Weathers. And <laughs> oh my God. Like you start going down the list of who he can get on his team and like talk about an amazing collection, and oh, an um, IG eleven. Did I say IG eleven and IG eleven? No, so
0: and Bill Burr as well. Like, oh, still, Bill Burr! Uh, oh my God! Know, there is a lot team. of characters they could bring back. Yeah, it's true. And and, and you know what? The purpose of yeah. okay, go ahead. It's a money
1: shot, and I'm not sure that we would get that in the TV series. That might be good enough for a movie.
0: Well, or it could lead into a movie. Maybe yeah. is that that because but the the question is, what do they do once they assemble a team? What do they, he has now done, what he is set up to—he bathed in the waters. He's redeemed himself, Um, so he could go back to his his cult and say, "Hey, can I? I'm okay to be back now. I promise I won't take off my helmet again." Although he's probably going to do it again. Uh, but you know, that's that's it. He's achieved his mission. Or they're going to stay there, and investigate what the hell is under the water, and figure that stuff out. Well, I don't know what you do uh to get that
1: giant dinosaur out of the water <laughs> what do you do to communicate with it or uh, like is that the one that's been tamed is that a different one um what might what might they use it to do i mean it's just it's 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 uh, can you rebuild Mandalore in the in the in the way that it looks like that incredible scene like flying in through the clouds and just seeing it all devastated um uh, like, I I don't, I, I I, believe that the next episode will start with them right where we left them. Probably not too later. I don't think it'll start and Mandel will be running down the street on a mythosaur. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and like, you fill in the blanks or whatever. I don't think so. I think there's more, and there could, I, it actually occurred to me there could be some Mandalorians who are holding out in there
0: somewhere true yes yes if there's any i mean if there are all these cults and all these different there are people are scattered there's probably another even crazier cult somewhere that's what i would like to see is some kind of evil like bad guy we don't have anything like that yet in this show like what's his name is off in um, moff gideon is off in jail um the empire has been talked about in the past tense like this is the horrible thing the Mm -hmm. empire did but what are they doing now what have you done for me lately i don't know i mean they're not really after grogu anymore so we need some kind of it. I would love to see, yeah, some kind of like an offshoot Mandalorian cult that's bad, that is going to be fighting Bo-Katan mm-hmm. um, to, for the throne of Mandalore. And I guess with the goal of ultimately re- reuniting everybody on that planet, now they know the atmosphere is breathable, they can rebuild and uh, and have their civilization once again on Mandalore. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: I, I just think I how they go about that and what they show next week, uh, is any? Oh, I saw and I saw something today. There's a new trailer out for next week with a few new shots in it, but nothing. I shots from other angles that we've seen, including the doc, Dr. Per, Pershing. Is that his name? Showing, yeah. showing that the cloning guy. Um, and once again, like the trailer, uh, like okay, three new shots or something, but there's nothing that's going. I, I don't think there was anything in there. Did you find it?
0: No, I'm not looking that up. Okay.
1: Um, so I think and and the rumor and I don't know I don't have a confirmation of this but along with that article was the rumor that the next week's episode will be 1 hour so oh, next okay. week's episode will be longer and
0: sounds like there's lots to be done okay no well, uh, yeah. i look forward to it again it's uh, it's I'm having a great time watching it getting up early on the on the month or the Wednesdays rather yeah. Um, do, do you think it's one of the best epi- episodes are you willing to go that far with yeah, or no? yeah 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 I think it was I think ultimately we got to see like stuff that I was not expecting to see this early but I was really I loved it I've watched it twice and I've, I've enjoyed it uh, both times we've got lots of great Grogu moments uh, which I think was awesome um, and they're setting something up there's something some, up something bigger than I was anticipating because I thought this was going to be the big thing I thought getting to the Mandalore behinds was going to be the end of the season but now clearly they have something else in mind
1: And it also proves that there's misdirection in the trailers that makes that make it look like one thing when that's not the case. Um, And it also once again, we're walking along the line of almost everything we've seen in the trailer uh, is in the first few episodes as usual. So would we see the Mandalorians dropping out of the dropship next week? Like it almost seems like maybe we will because that was the big money shot in the trailer. And I and that's possible. Oh, and I, I guess we actually did get one villain. The, the fish face, the swamp thing villain. Oh, God, yeah. I and don't you know. What? He just seemed like a little kind of off to the side guy. Didn't seem like a main villain to me. You know, I think that might be the villain for the Jude Law series. The one where they go, there's a group of kids and they hijack. I can't remember what the name of that. Is Star Wars. Is. Yeah, yeah. They're doing one with Jude Law. They announced it. Oh. The, last, the last thing. Um oh it's so dumb that I can't think of it. Hang on. Should, I I think I need to google this part. Just okay. give me a second here. No worries. I just, I don't know what called? this is. Jude Law. Yeah, they're making one with him. And it's a it's a Disney Plus series, Skeleton Crew. Huh. And okay. it's a, it's about a group uh, uh, some kids steal a spacecraft and I'm not sure how Jude Law fits into things, but the more I thought about it so like, and I think they even said it's like Stranger Things for Star Wars, like it's a younger a show for like that age group, and I just kept thinking like that pirate we saw, the pirate style guy, that that's probably a good villain for that age, right? Sure, yeah. So yeah. maybe they've introduced this this guy. Maybe he's more comical than dangerous or something. That's and, certainly what I got from him, but whatever. yeah. And so maybe it wouldn't surprise me if that ends up being a villain for a show like that. It just seems like it. you almost like a kitty villain. Yeah, curse you! I agree. My seaweed face says
0: curse you. Little bit. Right, of that. uh, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens yeah. with it. Um, yeah. Now I now I don't really have any predictions. I don't know where where they're gonna go from here. So I think, will we see the Mythosaur
1: in the next episode in all its
0: glory? Uh, no, I mean, not maybe not next episode. No? I think we will see it in all its glory, but maybe they're teasing it for a couple of episodes. But yeah. again, I'm not sure. Um, OK, but one thing I can predict or will attempt to predict are the Oscars, Kenton. before we go, oh, today, yes? I want to do our Oscar picks. We have the Oscars this weekend. And i have certainly not seen all the best picture nominees. Um, but I thought let's just pick the top six. Just okay. keep it simple. And that is Supporting Actor and Actress, Actor and Actress, and then Best Picture, Best Director. Does that sound right. cool? Is, that, uh, is there anything else you want to include in there? That No, you'll give me the nominations? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to start with Best Supporting Actor. Uh, yeah. The nominations are Brendan Gleeson for The Banshees of Inisherin, Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans, Ki Hui Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Bi- Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, and Barry Kjogan for The Banshees of Inisherin. Think of everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, I agree. That guy, everyone loves that story too much. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's Data from Goonies. He was a child actor who kind of got burned by the system and didn't want to be an actor anymore. And Indiana Jones. And Indiana yeah, of course. Yeah. Short round. Yeah, so he, he did a couple of really big things and then disappeared, and nobody knew what happened, and now he's back and getting all this uh, recognition. So I think people love that story, yeah. and I think he will win for that reason. Although I've got to say, uh, The Banshees of Inisherin was excellent. I really did like that one. And that Barry Keoghan, he's kind of the dumb friend. He yeah. was hilarious. He was awesome. He's probably the best character in that movie. But there's, so two, really nominations.
1: Like there's two nominations for that movie in this yeah. category, and that you know how that goes.
0: They cancel each other out is yeah. what that is. Sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so Best Supporting Actress. Mm-hmm. Um, Angela Bassett for Back Panther, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Hong Chow for The Whale, Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Inisherin, and Stephanie Su for Everything Everywhere All at Once.
1: Off the top of my head, I'm going with Jamie Lee Curtis, but it could uh, I might change that on my Oscar ballot on
0: Sunday. Oh, yeah, and you'll tweet this out so people can yeah, see what... As what yeah, okay. as always. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that too. Uh, so I think that... I, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis has been winning a lot. I think Everything Everywhere All at Once is going to win a lot of awards um, I do too. on Sunday. So I think, yeah, I think she will take that one. I'm going to say uh, Jamie Lee Curtis because um, I guess, I don't know. I mean, I know I can get why they want to have uh, Wakanda Forever on there, but um, it's, not it was good, uh, but not that yeah. good. Uh, so Best Actor, Brandon Frazier for The Whale, Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inisherin, Paul Mescal for After Sun. Austin Butler for Elvis and Bill Nye for living. Colin Farrell. Oh, I'm going to say Brandon Frazier. I don't think, I think so. I think again, same, same thing as the other guy. The people love, this is his big comeback. They love it that he's like getting all this attention after again, kind of being burned out by the system or whatever. I don't know what the hell happened. He was away for a while, um, but people want to see him win an Oscar for this. So I think Brandon Frazier is going to take it. I have not watched this yet. Have you seen the whale? I have not. No, it's because it's not available for um, rent uh, right. right now. Uh, I was I've been keeping t- tabs on this. The ones that are like the Fablemans and some of these other ones are actually dropping. The prices are dropping to like rentable like five ninety nine prices now. Mm. But that one is still like thirty bucks or whatever, and they're not releasing it on time for me to watch it ahead of time. So I think that's stupid. Anyway, um, so that's best actor. Best actress is um the nominations are Andrea Riseborough for Two Leslie, Kate Blanchett for Tar. Michelle Yeoh for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Michelle Williams for The Fablemans. Anna de Armas for Blonde. Kate Blanchette by a Mile. Oh, really? Have you seen that yeah. one? I haven't
1: seen it, but it's all everybody's talking about it. I will see it, uh, but it's like I've never seen an actor featured in so many different places all at once. Just um, And just the accolades pouring in, I
0: just think it just seems like this is uh, her year. Okay, well, that's fair. I'm going to go with Michelle Williams. I think this is, uh, I think it's good. They have to give some of these to the Fablemans. I think they love Spielberg too much not to. And But um, she is, and she's been nominated five times and never won. So she's due. Although Cate Blanchett could be due as well. Although I think she's won before. Um, I think she won Supporting Actress, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, maybe, yeah. But I think yeah. that's a fair guess. I, I think I don't think it's going to go to Michelle Yeoh uh, for everything Everywhere all at once. Because I think it's going to win uh, down the line. Uh, our best Director, we have, hold on, where was it? Not in the order in which you would expect here. Martin McDonough for The Banshees of Inisherin*. Ruben Ostland for Triangle of Sadness. Daniel Scheinert for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Todd Field for Tar. Daniel Kwan. Why why are two different people nominated for Best Director in the same movie? Everything Everywhere All at Once. And then Steven Spielberg for The Fabelmans*. Two people are nominated separately? Yeah. Well, that's what it says. But maybe they are. Hey. Maybe it's just the two guys together. It's just listed separately here. I don't know. Uh Who do you think is going to win? Who do you think? You go first on this one. I I don't know. I think they're going to give it to Spielberg. I think they want Spielberg to win. They want to give him one more Oscar. And this is like, it's about making movies. It's his story. They want to honor him. So I think Spielberg is going to get this one. I don't think so. I think it's it's possible. I don't think
1: so, though. Uh, I'm going to say, oh my goodness, this is tough. Now I need to know if the nominee, like I'm going to say think, everything, everything yeah. everywhere all at once. But I don't know. I got to look no, into think, how that nomination works.
0: I think it's because it's uh, everything else has got five nominees. This has six, so I think those two guys are nominated together. Okay. It was two people who directed that film, so Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert, a pair of Daniels. Like I, you know, I can always get behind a pair of Daniels. But um, I think that actually, I said I already said Spielberg is going to win this one. As we said, oh no, I guess they're not canceling each other out. That's your concern—is that they're going to cancel each other out? Uh no, no I think that no.
1: well, I I not
0: voting for two people doing something that everyone's nominated for by
1: themselves by definition reduces the value of what it is they've done in in yeah. voters minds that's well, my think... only my only concern I just don't I don't see that going to Spielberg I think sure. Spielberg's done a billion great movies that weren't nominated and so um, and well, they never won- give,
0: they, I mean, they never, they did the same thing for Scorsese. They yeah. never gave him the movie, the stuff for the one he deserved, right? They gave it to him for, I just don't see Fable.
1: Was. Fableman's does not seem to have a groundswell behind it in the same way Everything, everything Everywhere does.
0: Okay, well, that's, yeah, I, I definitely yeah. agree with that sentiment, but I just think like they're going to have to give them something. I think at least they'll give John Williams for for best score or something like that. Like, it will right. win some Oscars. Um, and I do think, I, I mean, I'm just going to go with Spielberg because that's my gut. Okay, best picture. there are 10 nominees. I've not seen all of them. Top Gun Maverick, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Triangle of Sadness, All Quiet on the Western Front, Elvis, Women Talking, The Banshees, The Fablemans, Avatar, and Tar. I think I've seen six or seven of them. I've, I'm oh, actually see. pretty good on them this year. but uh, three. Three. three of them. I've only seen three of them. But I'm going to see the Fablemans right away. I'll probably watch that tonight. So what, who are you saying? I'm going to say the uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once is going to win. That That's the one that everyone loves so much because of everything. I got to say that I like that this is a film that was released earlier in the year. Like it came out like February or something like that. And it made a big deal back then. And people are still remembering it at this time of year because it almost never happens that way. All the Oscar nominees coming out at the end of the year. So I like that this this movie has, has kept us some momentum going. And I do think that everyone wants to see that. Everything wants Everyone wants to see Everything Everywhere All at Once win. Yeah, I think there's a big groundswell. It's not
1: my favorite movie, I have to say. No, I was um, uh, I was it was fine, but I was yeah. not like moved to tears or anything. No, and I thought in some ways it was repetitive, in some ways it beat you into not caring about the movie by the end. Like I cared a great deal in the for the first half hour and my caring for what was going on became reduced as the film went on. And and I I, I and I really did think it could be it could have been a shorter film and a better film. Ah, uh, but once again, I think you're right that the groundswell is there. I think it could win, but I'm going to go with a spoiler here, and I'm going to say all quiet on the Western Front is a like the Academy loves war movies. Uh, it is a great movie. I, I I watched it and I thought this is Oscar bait. Like, and, and of course great, it is, but it's legitimately a great film too. Okay, and so when it, when all said and done, I'm going to say it's going to be, and it usually. You can rely on the on the academy going with a more traditional style film, a prestigious film that is well made and well shot about something that really happened. Ah, uh, I just think I I think I'm gonna give it the edge and say that it's gonna take it. But everything everywhere is right. What I I'd say they're neck and neck.
0: I just think that that's also nominated for best foreign film, and so that yeah, it'll probably win that, and then they'll they'll give. Uh best film to something else I think Um, I think it's assured to win best foreign film I do but that but not
1: everybody knows like I don't think that necessarily affects the votes
0: right because people aren't making that connection because it's it's such had such wide release and usually the foreign films don't
1: right like this is on Netflix
0: so everybody can see it
1: didn't Parasite get best foreign film and best
0: film yes it did yeah you're right so it's possible yeah we'll see see how it goes yeah that's fair I have to say, though, I, I really think they should, um, like, in the future, they should, if they want to really make this work better, they should narrow down these t- top Best Picture nominees oh, back to five. Too many. There's too many. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, some of them are making the right choices as far as when they're releasing these and when they're making them available to people, and they're realizing that you have to make it available on demand at a reasonable price for people to watch them. They're not mm-hmm. going to pay premium prices after the Oscars. Um, and uh, I really wish that Elvis wasn't nominated for anything because I kind of hated it. I hated it too. I, I re, and the thing is I love Elvis Presley,
1: right? I love the music of Elvis Presley. I should love this movie, but I think right from the word go, they make some mistakes in terms of how to frame this film. And, and, and uh, Tom Hanks, I don't know. That's just not a great performance. I'm sorry. Like it's not as like, not, not even I'd say it's in his bo- maybe bottom three performances.
0: Oh, wow. This is I, down I there with awful. the, this is down there with the terminal. I'm trying to think of his other crappy movies.
1: I thought he was, okay, nobody agrees with this, but I think he had a ham-handed performance in Philadelphia. He
0: won the oh! Oscar for it. know. Oh, I don't think he's good in it. What I, about I the, think, scene, the scene where he's like singing, he's like the opera and it's all like lit weird. And he's like, oh, yeah. all the emotion. Pretentious it's over, over, Oscar over the top. Bait. Okay, Pretentious
1: <laughs> Oscar bait. And And I saw a bit of it on TV recently. It's like, it does not, it has not aged well in lots of different respects. It hasn't aged well. But I just watched it and went, that is Tom Hanks pretending something. It is not, he is not the character. Mm. So I don't like, I don't like that one. That might be a a bad example. Because I love Tom Hanks in Splash. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's some, some of those early sarcastic
0: performances are the ones that I sort of long for. Um, Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I I I didn't see the the other one he had out this year was The Man Called Otto, which I didn't see either. He seems to be Uh. making them at a a good clip, though. He's like putting out a couple of movies every year. Uh, yeah. which he tells me either he just, he really likes acting or he just needs to keep working. I don't know. Yeah. Both those things maybe. But, uh, you know, if, if you put up movies that often, some of them are going to suck. That's just the, the law of averages, right? So you can't, can't all be Oscar winners. Right. So, or Oscar nominees, but the, but the Academy's trying to wedge them all in. I, I think they are. Yeah. And I think I got a feeling that one got nominated on the strength of it's Baz Luhrmann and Tom Hanks. And yeah. Let's, of course. It's a biopic, which has done yeah. very well at the Oscars and yeah. with audiences in the last few years. And I told you, I think we were in line for Tim Hortons last week. I was talking to you about yeah. the uh, the Elton John movie, which I finally watched. Yeah. And I loved it. I thought it was excellent. Yes, it's great. So so it's what I thought the Elvis too. movie would be.
1: Yes, I liked, it better than, I liked it better than Elvis, and I liked it better than Bohemian Rhapsody. I thought the, the Elton John movie has a vision and a way of presenting the story and some musical numbers that are just... That the other ones don't come near. And I can't see, I thought, I mean, if Elvis wins for anything, like honestly, to me, and and because I'm saying this, it probably will, but to me, it would be, it would be very misplaced to like the flashy, I appreciate what what that director does and the flashiness of it all, but it just to me, it was just like this bloated, excessive, um
0: poorly conceived film. I just want to see what's nominated for best song. Oh, triple R.
1: Triple R. Okay. RR well, you RR. like that one. Oh, it's going to win. I'm telling you it's going to win. I have still haven't watched that yet. Oh my God. The best multiverse of madness, better than everything, everywhere all at once. I'll say it again.
0: All right. And anyone who sees triple R knows it knows it's better. It is better. Well, we got lady Gaga from top gun Maverick okay great <laughs> we got rihanna from black panther Wak- wakanda forever oh, god uh we have um this is a life from everything everywhere all at once and mm-hmm. rr yeah you're right i think it'll be rr yeah. there's nothing else strong enough it, it's, they're that'll be do... cool people people are gonna love that presentation of it oh yes everything.
1: yeah they're gonna do a bollywood dance off right there and it's gonna and it, and if they give it enough time it'll be an incredible performance um and i think the other stuff who cares You know, like oh, what Lady Gaga? Really? Oh, no kidding. She recorded a song. No way. Like, yeah, we know. And Rihanna, once again, how much more pregnant is she now? You know what I mean? It's just, it just never stops that stuff. So, yeah, that's true. I, I hope that's not how it goes. I hope it, I hope it goes to the one that really, and and that music number plays a pivotal role in that film.
0: Mm, Okay, well, I'm gonna look forward to. Oh. I was just going to say, that's where you realize you're watching something special. All right. I uh, Well, I definitely have to watch that. And uh, I am going to try and watch the Oscars in any way I can. I don't have cable, so I'll see what I can do. Mm. I'll maybe just kind of keep checking in throughout the evening. And I will post my uh, picks as you, will You and Chris and, of course, yeah. anybody else who wants to join in can post their picks as well. But do you expect us to see uh, Will Smith or have any reference to the slap or anything oh, yeah. from last year? Oh, yeah? Yeah, Jimmy
1: Kimmel's hosting. So there's going to be... Um, There's going to be jokes about it. Now, the question is, I don't think Kimmel, I think it's too soon for Kimmel to pretend that someone comes out of the audience and hits him, because I think they probably have security there now (laughs) to stop that from happening. I don't think that would be a well-conceived anything, but I do think that he will have to joke about it. Yeah. The, his first joke will be about it, probably.
0: Well, but do they have Will Will Smith won an Oscar last year? After that, he went and got up yeah. there, won for King Richard. So, will they have? They often will have the previous year's winner present to the this year's. No, he he's banned. He's banned from the. Oh, is he now? Oh, I didn't yeah, know that. Okay. Banned
1: for ten years or something oh, from the okay.
0: ceremony. Oh, like, good. Oh,
1: big deal. Like banned for ten years, but and he, they but they still gave him the Oscar. They did. You yeah. know that was horrible. That that whole thing was bad. I'm curious to actually see. Will that have the impact of eroding the ratings or actually making them a little better this year?
0: I think people are more likely to tune in because something like that might happen again. The
1: classic live
0: event mishap. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right, it'll be a fun evening, and we, of course, will be watching it. Uh, until next week, that's going to do it for this episode of the Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Vadabunker. I'm Tensen Larson. Don't let the Force hit you in the ass.
1: We're all fine here now, thank you. How are you?